1: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Cast, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Cast. the one, the only, the broke-soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude and dudettes? Yes, it's me, the broke-soulless ginger, Zach Scott, you' speaking I'm not that broke-yet- Benny, oh,
1: here we go. Here we go, indeed. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This right here is the third anniversary show of AEW Dynamite. That's right. AEW has officially been on TV for three years. Okay. Oh think about everything that's gone down in the last three years and <laughs> all the shit that they had to go through and they've only been on, all this shit and they've only been on the air for three years it it's only be been go on
2: for 20 or 30.
1: if they can get their heads out of their asses maybe, but anyway this took place from our nation's capital Washington D.C. and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening I going to have to explain to me why this opened the show I, I really need to know Uh, but we have our first official Match of the evening, MJF
2: versus Wheeler Useless. Okay, first and foremost, he was not useless in this match. Second and foremost, this was actually a good opening match, despite what you just had to say. No offense here, man. I enjoyed the living shit. I really, really was on top of his fucking game. He th- and of course, um, Maxwell being the hill, he was in, but it was physical back and forth. It went on long as perfectly as it sh- should have been. I am tired of you calling Wheeler useless because the last two weeks, he has not been useless you've been doing really 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 fuck good sick of you saying that so this right here was stupendous i thought this was superb but apparently he didn't like it but i sure as hell did and of course uh mga made a tap out and he tried to shake it they try to shake hands and all of a sudden the weirdo dude with the green fucking hair comes out and told him no i didn't want this i didn't want this and the other guy's like we're supposed to be doing this and he's supposed to hit him with a diamond ring all of a sudden we comes up there and says today he stares him down let's break your fucking job mini go ahead
1: okay well first i need to address something real quick zach had a really nasty habit of putting a lot of words in my mouth a lot of words um, first of all, I don't know why you thought I didn't enjoy this match because I actually did. Yeah, that's and a shocker. let me clarify this for you so you understand where I'm coming from. I call him Wheeler Useless hey. for a fucking reason. And it's not because he sucks in the ring. Part of it is because he's had one good promo because the rest of them he can't cut for shit. And MJ had to dumb himself down to build up his promo. But the reason I call him Wheeler Useless is because when you look at the other members of the Blackpool Combat Club, one of these things just doesn't belong. Here and it's Wheeler useless. Okay. You look at all the stars in the Blackpool combat club and he is literally the odd man out because he is void of any personality.
2: Of course, he would say
1: that. Everybody would say that. that. Literally fucking everyone. The only people who don't say that are the people who don't value promos and just want to see the wrestling. That's all he is. He is a wrestler. If he was fired tomorrow, it would not affect the ratings of this show. Wheeler is not a what they call a needle mover. That's why I say he is useless. He can wrestle. So can 99% of this goddamn roster. That's why There's I call him useless.
2: Okay? Okay. Now, now that we got
1: that straight... Are you sure? I I hope so.
2: Maybe. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. You're bouncing on the last nerve of somebody
1: who's ready to rip somebody's throat out. Right now, it's somebody else. You don't want it to be you.
2: There
1: we go. Now, so yes, this match was great. Very enjoyable. Great match. I wish it didn't open the show because I feel MJF wrestling should always be the main event for the simple fact that MJF rarely fucking
2: wrestles. Well, He's on TV every week,
1: but how often does he... He laced up a pair of boots. Well, think often. about
2: it. You think he was really going to lose this match? No, he wasn't because it was his first match when he first got back. He's not going to lose his first match back after a long time. Uh, of I already course know, we know he's not. Me. I enjoyed it.
1: Well, of course we knew he was going to win. I'm saying he should close out the show because right now MJF <laughs> is the guy. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Dokey dokey. This match should have main evented because it's MJF in say. the ring, which is a rarity in AEW. He, he has dokey one of dokey. the worst records in. A W AEW. And part of that reason is because he rarely gets in the goddamn ring. He is literally the most talented guy on the roster and barely has to lock up with anyone. But when he does, you're going to get a great match because he is that damn good in a ring. And there was no fuckery. It was a battle. And in the end, he got him to tap out to the salt of the earth. And then they got that handshake thing, and it looks like he's about to do it. And then all of a sudden, Lee Moriarty hits him from behind. MJF says, I didn't tell you to do that. I love Regal putting on the brass knuckles. That was some nostalgia right there. It looks like he's about to knock out MJF. If he tries to hit uh, Wheeler with the dynamite diamond ring, which obviously he did not do. But MJF eventually talked trash and walked out of the ring as Regal just stared him down. So I like this because now we got the big story of where is this going to go, is what's going to happen with MJF and Wheeler Useless because these guys have history with each other. And that was why they were, you know, really hammering home the fact that MJF was not sure about whether or not to shake his hand because those two have history with each other. So you got somebody like that who deeply has history with you, obviously from their time in MLW, then. You can play off of that, and that shows. Okay, what's MJF gonna do now? Is he really gonna do this? Is he gonna go for this, or is he gonna shake his hand? So I like this. This is a good story that's being told here, and it gives MJF something to do while they while we wait and see when he's gonna cash in that chip and get his world title shot. Because we still gotta wait for Moxley and Page, oh, Moxley and Hangman, just to clarify. It. Because know who that you
2: done that know
1: who match, you yeah, that match match has to happen before MJF can get his title shot and then find out if it's going to happen at full gear or they're going to drag it out even longer. I don't know Which I don't know why you would drag it out Past full gear someone would have to explain That logic to me but anyway We get through that and we cut to a Promo package for the uh, Daniel Garcia Danielson Garcia and Jericho Guevara Tag match that the sex gods Um, It's scheduled for the main event Wish it wasn't And then it runs down the history of Jericho and Danielson and the Garcia custody battle Calling it and then we cut back With the JAS and Daddy Magic And Daddy Magic is just laying into Daniel Garcia. Jericho says, We taught you everything. I just hope you make the right decision, buddy. And Danielson, I'm going to desecrate Ring of Honor, beat you in Toronto, and leave as the Ring of Jericho champion.
2: Mm, okay. um, No. Okay. Big deal. Okay. Whatever. I didn't really enjoy this. Uh, typical promo, blah, blah, blah. But Chris Jericho said what he usually says. And okay, okay, then. I don't get two shits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Daddy Magic, I get he's pretty good you know when he's when he's not too crazy but in the end I do like what Jericho's doing so basically we now know that in Toronto it's going to be Jericho versus Danielson for the Ring of Honor World Championship and I think it's safe to say Jericho's winning because I think it would be mm-hmm. stupid when you got Jericho as the Ocho who is oh, and just won the title only to have him drop it this soon to Brian Danielson I don't think is the best route to go. In there fact, if I was going to do that or if, if you know if they were going to do that, what they should do is if possible wait until like you you can sign a big ring of honor name and have them beat Jericho, whether it be like Adam Cole or maybe I'll, I'll go out on a limb here Samoa Joe and Hell, if they won't let CM Punk touch the AEW title when he comes back, let him win the ROH title. Maybe he's the guy to finally beat Jericho.
2: And if he ever comes back.
1: If he ever comes back. like I, We all know what's happened. because I doubt he'll go for the AEW title unless MJF is holding it. Maybe they might do something, but I probably, he probably won't win it. So I think him winning the Ring of Honor title could help because especially if they're trying to do something where they're trying to get Ring of Honor people on one side and AEW on the other, you know, if some reason, God forbid, the EVPs come back and they don't want to to ROH, send Punk to ROH. But anyway, we'll see what happens. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. God help us all. Uh, Black oh, Machismo, Jay Lethal versus Emo Knievel, Darby Allen. I
2: don't know what to think of this. I did not like this. I was like, okay. He's like, come on, Jay Lethal. They went back and forth. Darby Allen do his Emo Knievel bullshit. The human fucking pincushion. Everything was fine and dandy. Jay Lethal told his two little crony doofheads to stay away. They didn't stay away. They came out. They cost him the fucking match. I'll say this once again, guys. I'm A- A.K.A. The there, sir. I am sick and tired of the fucking distractions.
1: Yeah. <gasps> I mean, it was a distraction that didn't work well in Lethal's favor. Um, and, like, and the thing is, I, I knew what match this was going to be before it even happened. Like, I pretty much accepted the fact that when Darby Allin gets in the ring, it's going to be a stunt show. And Darby Allin is going to get himself, is going to try and kill himself. Because like I said, he can't get over any other way. So I just learn, I just tune it out. Because nothing Darby Allin does interests me at all. I have no interest in the Darby Allen match. So uh, Jay Lethal, I give him credit. He tried to get something out of Darby. Gave the best he could. But if I've learned anything from how Darby's been since the match with Punk, when it comes to getting him to be a worker, it's a lost cause. It's a lost fucking cause. So. And then Darby does the, tries the handshake thing. Like, we didn't just see that in the last fucking match. Like, what is it? Handshake day? And then, eventually, Lethal shakes his hand, walks up the ramp, the lackeys follow him, Darby's celebrating, and of course, Jay Lethal is a part of him, I'm sure, that's thinking about dropping both these idiots like a bad habit and going solo. Which I would be that's fine with. Do. Yeah, which I would be fine with if it would actually lead to him fucking winning something. Can't believe you have a star like Jay Lethal and you had him jobbing to a to a guy who looks who has the physique of a stem cell.
2: Fucking <sighs> bullshit. Anyway. It's a tattooed toothpick. Yeah, uh,
1: that too. You had a video package showcasing the embassy and Brian Cage, who faces Wardlow next for the championship. Brian Cage is back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was my first question. When the fuck did they re-sign him? <laughs>
2: I didn't know. I, we haven't seen him in months. And lo and behold, look who he's going against tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I'm just looking at the And then they got this embassy gimmick and the dude with the, the very thick African-Nigerian some type of accent, which he's kind of cool, I guess, you know. I mean, he, he was kind of funny with the way he was cutting his property to see what this faction can do. But we move on to the next match of the evening for the TNT Championship. Mr. Mayhem Wardlow defends the title against
2: the Machine. Brian Cage loved it. How about you? Stellar. He was so fucking stellar. Was this a house fight? Yes. That's the first thing. But this is a house fight. These two big ass behemoths. Finally, like, Wardlow's going against somebody. I don't know. His fucking size. This kind of remind me, hear me out, of um, maybe Batista and Triple H kind of vibe. I mean, am I going too far?
1: A little bit. And that's only because uh, Wardlow. Wardlow was doing a lot of cruiserweight shit in this match.
2: Generally speaking, you know that match where he did that top rope shit? And I looked at it, I was like, everybody cheers. Like, Warlow, you're not supposed to be doing that. I did not like that. I was like, dude, okay. I was like, no, you're you're too big. Don't do that shit. It was physical fucking back and forth. These two gentlemen beat the shit out of each other. For a second I thought Brian Case was going to win. But, and and, um, also the Warlow hit all those power bombs and fucking nailed them. But this match right here is good. Yeah. God, I didn't not realize how big Briar Cage actually was. That is a behemoth of a man.
1: Oh yeah, he's fucking massive. I've known I've known that since Lucha Underground. But like I said, minus the Harikaranas, the 619s and the Whisper in the Wind shit. Yeah. The rest of the match I enjoyed. It's just I hate I, again. I hate when the big guys do cruiserweight spots.
0: Stay
2: it's, off the top rope. You're not supposed to go to the top rope. Stay it's off not the even the rope. fact that you don't go to
1: the top rope. It's don't do the cruiserweight shape you're gonna go off the top rope do an axe handle do an elbow drop do a splash i don't care what it like anything like that something that looks believable for a big man don't be up there doing the flippy shit leave that to the people with no physiques okay leave it to the people who have small who are small in stature that's what those moves are designed for to help get them over because they don't have a body these guys have bodies you know wrestle more like that so that's really my only that was my only complaint about the match other than that other than that it was great and then of course Wardlow's still the champion um and he gets four he does the powerbomb symphony for the win and then after the match we have another post match moment uh the gates of agony blindside Wardlow but out comes Samoa Joe lightning punches by Joe but the numbers game are too much for Joe and Wardlow as the embassy takes control all of a sudden FTR comes out oh they're still here uh the embassy scurry to the outside as Joe Wardlow and FTR stand tall, the gates of agony then stare down FTR as we go to commercial.
2: I did like <clears throat> excuse me. Uh I did like the uh finally everybody got uh the upper hand from the Gates and agony gets show. They tried also FTR comes out, NC retreats like usual, but that stare down I enjoyed. I was like, I was wondering, Oh, well, look who it is. FTR. I wonder where the fuck you fuckers been. Otherwise this this promo was like this promo, this uh bra was, uh, was pretty good. Uh good guys are standing tall. So we'll go from there. Yeah.
1: I, I just wish, I just hate how FTR is being booked. They got all these belts. They're insanely over. They should be the AEW tag champs right fucking now. This is for goddamn ridiculous. They have, once again, backed themselves into a corner where it's uh, FTR has to, once again, build momentum and try to get over. Despite the fact they are the best tag team in the world and they're constantly taking a back seat. It's it's booking it's stupidity at the highest level. And on that note, we cut to Dr. Britt Baker who says she is the face of AEW and she's morally obligated to answer that Soraya has not been medically cleared. So let's ship her off again. So that officially makes it her house. Yours truly, Dr. Britt Baker,
2: DMD. DMD. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, we heard it before a million times. You had the about the belt. You went over with it. People like you. I'm just sick of you. You don't need the belt right now. It's somebody else's turn away in the back of the line. That's all I have to say. At this point, it ain't
1: even about a title right now, but I'm going to say this. If what she just what? said is true, then what the fuck is Soraya doing here? If she is not medically cleared to wrestle, then she is a waste of money and space on the roster. You got a big match coming up and she's basically there to manage the trio of faces she is literally just there to be there if soraya can't wrestle this is not a good acquisition for AEW. she came in got the big pop following week she sounded like an ungrateful bitch and now we're finding out she can't even wrestle yet so she's basically just sitting there to be eye candy for the next match of the evening god help us all we have a trios match those are always fun Athena, Willow Nightingale, and Dadass ass Tony
2: Storm versus Jamie Hader, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford. I love this match right here. I didn't care what was going on or anything else. Tony Storm, Athena, well, not now. Put on a good fight. Serena Deeb, Jamie Hader, Penelope Ford, they put about a good fight. It went back and forth between these uh, six ladies. It was good to me. But know who impressed with the shit out of me? But. It was uh, Will Nightingale. She took it to town to... Um, Penelope Ford. Panel before tried to do backstanding moonsault, I think. And then uh right now, hit her with the uh with deck, kicked her, hit her with the finisher, one, two, three. I'm sorry, I enjoyed the little shit out of this It's actually pretty good. I was like, eh, hey. was like, wasn't that bad, but alright, better go ahead.
1: I mean I mean trio's matches are always disorganized. But at least with they had some competent girls in here, so they were able to make it work. But I just find it ridiculous that Soraya has a job in AEW and can't wrestle. Like, you're you're literally bringing this person in who has yet to be medically cleared. See, what you do is you medically clear them and then you debut them. Unless this is all kayfabe. They're kayfabing the fact that she's not medically cleared for a storyline. But I don't know if Tony is smart enough to do that so I don't I don't know if, if Tony Khan is smart enough to do that so I, right now all I'm thinking is you're wasting money with somebody who can't draw you money in the ring and even Britt Baker's in the ring and argues with Soraya after the match and then they start then start swinging at her and then Soraya just knocks her to the outside the baby faces clear house Rebel is trapped and Saraya rocks Rebel as Baker looks shocked so again it's like oh I'm gonna throw a couple shots like I'm not medically clear but you can still put your hands on me like Well, that's fucking dumb. But yeah, so the match was decent. Willow Nightingale definitely got a chance to shine in this, which was a shocker. But at least she pinned Penelope Ford. She didn't pin anybody of substance, because Willow Nightingale does not deserve a pinfall on, uh, deserve to pin Jamie Hayter or Serena Deep Because Serena is a star, and Jamie is allegedly supposed to be feuding with fucking Britt Baker at some point, when they decide to finally pull the fucking trigger on that, if they pull the fucking trigger on that. So Penelope Ford makes sense, because she's, basically a fucking jobber. She ain't of value she ain't of use to anyone. And except Kip Sabian. He's the only one that finds her useful. Then we got the Roosh promo promo from earlier with Jose Private Party and Roosh. Jose shows last week's highlights regarding private party and the contract tampering. They tell private party to do the right thing.
2: Let them do their own thing. If they don't want to go do what they want to do. Don't let them. If they don't want to go do with Matt Hardy or team up with or, or Hardy, just I don't know. I don't like private part, of, part, of, part of, Just get them off TV because they're horrible and useless.
1: Yeah, it's like the whole it concept it. is stupid. They're literally, they literally aren't doing anything with this team. Nope, they, they were, they looked good in the beginning. Although I think Isaiah Cassidy sucked. Um, I think he was, he was the one that was like the worst of the bunch.
2: But. You mentioned that before.
1: Yeah, but they're pretty much just, again, they're a tag team that's not really going to go anywhere. So their best bet is to team up with Matt and do some trio shit. They want to make those trios belts actually fucking mean something. And then after that, we move on to the (laughs) National Scissoring Day celebration. Yo! (laughs) Listen! Acclaim came out to a massive pop. Their rap was incredible. They talk about being homegrown stars as they hype up National Scissory, Scissoring Day. The crowd chants, oh, scissor me, daddy ass, to a soccer chant, and and daddy obliges. Bowens welcomes us to the first ever National Scissoring Day. It's brought to you by the most popular tag team in wrestling, the winningest team, the best damn homegrown team in AEW, the Acclaim. Tizzy Me Daddy t-shirt is the number one seller for merch, which is no surprise. AEW now stands for Acclaimed Every Wednesday. Bowen says it's time to celebrate, and he knows a thing or two about scissoring. That's weird. And Bowens is the Sultan of Scissor. That's even more odd. While a few people may be new, he's going to break it down. He goes through the lore, including it being a sign of a real team, not just a thrown-together team like Swerve, like Sneaky Swerve and Keith Lee. He says they think they may be popular, but everyone loves the acclaimed. <laughs> Billy Gunn gets a big pop as he says this is Daddy Ass's house. He does the millions and millions shtick from DX. He says he went to City Hall and he presents them with a key to the city, which is basically a giant pair of fucking scissors. Billy says no running with scissors, please, as Bowens was running. Caster says to offer a scissor to your neighbor As the crowd naturally obliges Caster says he wants to talk about greatness And about 30 years ago When Washington won Super Bowl 17 Because his dad was on that team And his ring is his pride and joy And Caster says he's going to wear this with pride And bring DC together And everyone hold up your scissors Everyone looks good in pink And we are the people's choice We are the people's voice And we are doing the first bipartisan scissor To bring people together Swerve Strickland interrupts. Says it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He says, Congrats on the merch. Congrats on being such good role models. Those titles should be on Billy because without him, they wouldn't have won. We get back to business next week in Toronto and threatens Billy, but Mark Stone sprints out and saying, Rock beats paper. Fuck. Mark Sterling now interrupts and says, paper beats rock. Sterling makes a claim, the acclaim need him, and we can join together, and I can represent you against Swerve and seal the deal tonight with a scissor. They'll attack him and Bowens with a scissor leg drop. Gunn grabs a mic and says, I accept for next week gladly. You can leave now, we have one more thing to do, and all three scissor and the crowd
2: erupts. Dude, I don't understand the scissoring thing for some strange-ass reason. Just like when the chew in her little pajamas. It works. It's over. I The crap was into it, too. And I have to admit, it was pretty funny. My Billy Gunn kind of stole something from The Rock. But this right here, I enjoyed it. I was like, it's stupid, but it's actually a But I enjoyed it. it. The acclaimed are over. And I'm just saying, dude, it's, despite whatever you and I say and a lot of people, too, it works. I know. It's just weird to hear it's, it's just,
1: scissoring is not a dude thing. That's why it's so awkward. This is literally something that lesbians do. Yet you got two guys in a ring get doing scissoring, and it makes no fucking sense. None. Like I'm I'm trying here. I am trying to find logic in this and there isn't any. This is just one of those things that's like, fuck it. You know? Fuck it. I mean, the Acclaimed are a fantastic fucking tag team. They are great on the mic. Max Caster's great as a rapper. Bowens is good on the mic, period. And that's what I think is how they should do their promos going forward. Max should just rap. And Bowen should do the talking like normal. That should be their thing. And Billy Gunn with the occasional lines and everything because, you know, Billy Gunn knows his knows his shit. That's his shtick. And it's weird because The Rock did the millions and millions, but DX, I think, also did that. I think. Or they did the millions watching at home. Like, it's... Millions oh, watching
2: at home. Yeah.
1: So, it was... They did it. It's fun. It was all good. And plus, The Rock's not going to care. He He's busy making movies and shit. So, overall, great segment. Swerve Strickland did okay. But Mark Sterling did not need to be here. <sighs> This, this guy is so fucking off. There, there's nothing intelligent that comes out of Mark Sterling's mouth. If there was any value of entertainment in
2: him, I would enjoy this, but there isn't. There is none. Absolutely fucking none. Yeah.
1: His gimmick is stupid. No one is getting behind it and he's wasting everyone's time. Now, speaking of a waste of time, we cut to a promo package for Rampage that's going to feature Death Triangle defending the trio's titles against the Dark Order. Why would anyone give a shit?
2: I don't give a shit. I didn't see this. I was probably taking a piss or even better taking a shit.
1: All right. Well, next we have an interview with Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Rain talks about upcoming stars, including Blue, but Anna, JAS, and Ty Cunty interrupt. Uh, Blue says they can help with promos and she can help them with wrestling. They go back and forth and Rain Game Mox Entertainment.
2: Mm okay uh no i thought what uh madison rain had to say was pretty fucking funny though and she goes sports oh, entertainers and i thought that was pretty funny with that that's the only thing that's actually entertaining about it because
1: that's the jericho appreciation society the society. epitome of sports epitome. entertainers entertainers so but yeah and here's the thing i love the fact is that we can help you with your with your you know entertainment they said we i can help you with your wrestling i thought that was a great line back it was very <laughs> well done because anna and ty are not Known for being great in-ring workers. I feel very sorry for Madison Rain, though, because she is such a tremendous talent and incredible in-ring competitor. And the fact that she's being relegated to this fucking shit, again, you have a very small list of women in this company that actually know how to wrestle, that actually know how to work, that can actually cut promos. All your top gals should be in the big feud and the rejects and the geisha girls need to be doing this shit. Madison Rain should not be wasting her time with sky fucking blue. You could put Willow Nightingale in this fucking equation. Not not trying to take away what she did in the match, but still if we're looking for name marquee value, Madison Rain is a fucking name. She should be going for titles not wasting her time with this shit. But...
2: I honestly agree with you, sir. Yes. Okay, go ahead.
1: And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening El, Tor- <laughs> el toro blanco roosh versus hangman Adam oh, page
2: uh i thought this actually right here was actually really really good um actually roosh impressed the little shit out of me he did i was like usually you, you didn't like it but right there he did a really good job in this match i thought it was actually really really good hangman at a page course won rightfully like, so but i thought this match was actually really really good
1: yeah it was a good
2: I match. Got the shit out of it it was there i would call this somewhat of a filler
1: yeah I mean it was definitely filler this was this was a match for TV to kill time and that being said I just want to say um it was nice to see hangman dressed as a grown up and you know wearing fucking man clothes now because you know Max was I know Max casted it earlier everybody looks good in pink fucking not hangman I'm hangman Adam Page I do cowboy shit and I have pink flowers on my jeans like no that was a horrible fucking look I'm glad we got rid of that shit and now hangman page can act like a man
2: act like a man Fuck's
1: sake. so yeah match was okay but not really exciting then after the match we have more post match afterbirth. uh we got private party confronting page but moxley comes out mox and page have a stare down as mox says i've waited for three years three years of watching you studying you i knew this was coming between the two of us we've beaten everyone except each other on october 18th in ohio at the arena i smoked and drank under the bridge. there will be one last man standing in AEW. I'm gonna show up and break your face. Choke you until you turn blue. You're in the way of me being the one true top guy. I am the best in the world. I respect you, I admire you as a person, but when that bell rings, I ain't got any goddamn respect for anything. Page says, have you been waiting? Where the hell are you going? Mox and Page circle each other and Mox says, you're a sweet kid, but your pussy mouth gets you in trouble. This is your final warning, 13 days. Watch your damn mouth.
2: Loved it. Once again, you he actually, I actually do some really kick ass problems. This one right here was fucking good. He goes in there. I like you. I respect you. Let's do this. Basically said, let's just beat the shit out of each other in a last man standing. I was like, let's see who's the better man. That's basically what he says. I was wondering what he they blocked out. And he said, Pussy. I was like, Yeah, oh, yeah, you can't really say that on TV, folks. And I understand why I was like, why did they freak that out? I was like, I said, oh, so did you told me, like, hey, thank God he's going to read lips every once in a while, but this right here, folks, was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and I love the fact that mock says his mouth gets him in trouble because that they're honestly talking about, you know, Adam Page going into business for himself during the promo segment with Pop. That was a callback to that. But I love this promo. This was better than the fucking match. And notice that he said October 18th. Because the big story going around is, uh, now, now Zach, we were talking baseball earlier, right? Yes. Do you know when exactly the World Series
2: is supposed to start? Oh, Lord, fucking not tell me.
1: Or, nah, let me see. It begins on October 28th and November 5th. Okay. Okay.
2: okay, Thank
1: you. Right. I was gonna say because clearly something's going on here with um trying to figure out the October schedule here for TBS because for some reason they got to be doing something that would make them want to take AW Dynamite and move it to Tuesday. What's going on on Wednesday is what I'd like to uh-huh. know. Like, is there is there a playoff game? Is there divisional games? Like,
2: uh, it could be the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. Okay, because some, some shit's going down. If it starts on a Wednesday, that's, much like that's when they're going to start. Yeah. Wait,
1: because it says here MLB playoffs on Monday. They got them at 7 or 8. Tuesday. So where is it? Like Monday and Wednesday, they're doing this shit.
2: I have no clue. We'll just find out when what days it hits. I'm
1: off. assuming that it's the playoff game or something, because usually that happens, like NBA finals or playoff games. That's usually when they move shit around. So, but either way, the big show in two weeks is on October 18th, which means we're gonna be pulling double duty that night. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think Zach, you may need to come by the house for this one. It's on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's on the 18th. I'm saying not. You know, not anytime soon. I'm just saying on the 18th. That way, we'll pro- what we'll probably do is if we can have dual monitors up at the at the studio, watch NXT on one, watch the Dynamite on the other, and then that way we got both of them.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: And we can fucking record one and then the other and get them done. That just means I'll have a lot of editing to do that day. Okay. But I think I think on the 18th that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna be able to get this
2: done. All right. Let's see what we can do, absolutely.
1: And um, so on that note, let's see. Backstage, we got Tony Schiavone with Willow Nightingale, who says she wants to challenge for the TBS championship at Battle of the Belts. Jaden the Baddies come up mocking Willow, but she coldly states, I'm gonna be the one and 38 and
2: one. Not a bad promo, Nightingale. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Not a bad promo from her. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, it was meh.
2: I don't know. It was man. And on that note And
1: on that oh note God. We're going to move on to the next match of the evening If we even want to call, call, call it that
2: Call it that. Luchasaurus with Christian Cage Versus Fuego <laughs> Del Sol Manny, what do I usually do in these type of matches? Why, you time them, good sir and, uh, you know, Manny, Uchi, a.k.a. DeBooch real quick in front of me Guess, uh, can you somewhat guess How long this match was? Ah hey um, 30 seconds, no, 20, 27, 27 seconds and 15 milliseconds. I was just watching everybody. I was how about dude, dude, choke slam
1: burning hammer. I ain't got time for this shit.
2: I didn't have time for this right here. I was like, he's
1: like 27 seconds. Hey, I, Hey, you don't get paid by the hour. that's how it is like it's a flat you know in wrestling you don't get paid by the hour it's a flat rate the only people who get paid by the hour are usually the production crew but the talent it's a flat rate to show up so the quicker you can get out of the ring the less you gotta worry about boom I'm done I'm a monster I'm finally being treated like a fucking monster I should not be bumping or selling or going any longer against fucking fuego del sol he lost his
2: soul Yes.
1: And then after this after this uh whatever this was, well, definitely wasn't a match. Uh of course not. After that, Jungle Boy attacks both men with a chair. Luchasaurus stumbles and Cage has to hold him back. Jungle Boy says you are my best friend, and everything we've been through, you chose him and broke my heart. But now I'm gonna break your fingers, your nose, your arm, you, you piece by miserable piece until I break you. Pick the time and place. I'll be ready. Cage says, We could leave you in in your own piss and blood. I told you not to come this week. We're in Washington, D.C. And being the only honest person in Washington, it will not be happening in front of these losers. The time is next week in my hometown, Toronto.
2: Well we have to I, I me, Okay. We have to do it at Toronto. I can't do it on the paper. But this right here was one of the best promos I ever seen. Junker Boy Daddy basically said when I get a hold of you, I'm gonna break every bone in your fucking body. I was like, This right here, this is what we like to call what they like to call in the business. Psychology. Bravo. Yes, you guys did it right for once. Sure, bribe up your and so give yourself a good old pat on the back. I thought this was actually really, really good right here. So next week, we'll see Bucasaurus against Jungle Boy. The dinosaur has turned on his master. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I would go as far as to call this psychology, but it was a decent promo. Here's the thing, though. I don't know how you go from fingers to nose. Usually it's like fingers, toes, something like that, you know? I thought the nose yes. thing was
2: weird. Recent toes.
1: Recent toes. You know,
2: yes. I... so does toes. Recent toes.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Coco Melon. Now we got. So anyway, right now I'm just saying that's how I felt when I looked at this. I felt like we could have seen some better, um, better promos in this case. Uh, I felt that he could have been a, you know, instead of saying fingers, nose, arm, just say you broke my heart and I'm gonna break your everything piece by piece by miserable piece. I thought would have been better rather than naming off random body parts. So. But uh, still, Jungle Boy had a lot of intensity. His delivery was spot on. Christian kind of stumbled a little bit, but it's, he, it's fine where he's at. And the only logical explanation I could think of for why they're choosing to do this next week, and the only way that I would accept that, is if Christian is actually secretly healed up. Like, we're going to find out that his, he's healed from his injury. Because then, after the match, Christian can attack Jungle Boy and say, hey, I'm 100%, and then that can lead to Christian and Jungle Boy at full gear, where Jungle Boy finally gets the win that he should have fucking got at All Out. Now, if that's the case... Then I'm okay with Lucha and Jungle Boy fighting on dynamite. But if Christian is still injured and he's not gonna make it to full gear, then it's fucking stupid to put this match on dynamite.
2: I also was so sick enough, but like I say a million times, let's see what happens. Yeah.
1: And the commentaries run down the car for Rampage and the Battle of the Belts, whatever the fuck. Then we blah, got a, blah, blah then there's a video package for Pac and Trent Beretta, who will face off for the AEW All Atlantic Championship at Battle of the Belts as they talk about next week's dynamite. Oh, who gives a shit? All right. Honestly, Trent's the only member of the Best Friends. That I do give a shit about. And actually I found out something funny recently, speaking of the best friends. Mm. Recently on Netflix, there's a show that I'm a huge fan of. It's called Flora's Lava. I've talked about it before when uh, Zach and I did variety shows. Guess who I saw on Flora's Lava? Trip Brother. No, the other best friends.
2: I forgot their names.
1: Pockets, Chucky e. T and Chris Statlander were on Flora's Lava. And they do they, do? they epically failed.
2: Did you laugh?
1: Hysterically. Although I will say it's the most amount of talking Orange Cassidy's ever done in his life. And they just, oh my God, they shit the bit. They didn't even make it to the finals. Was it <laughs> No, it was sad. On that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. We got Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Les Sex yeah. Gods.
2: Eh, mm-hmm. 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 All right, I was watching it. I was also trying to get, talking to you. I was watching this. I like, like that. back and forth, back and forth. Sammy Guevara, Chris Chica, doing their thing. They hate their it. outfits. Uh, Daniel and Brian, they were pretty good in the ring together. Of course, we have another distraction. Somebody got hit with the belt. Awesome, they won. Chris Chico, Samuel Guevara, Beast down Danny Bryan, and Dan, uh, Danny Bryan, and Danny Garcia, like they usually do the like, typical hill crap in the show. Yay.
1: yeah i mean it was a decent main event i mean daniel garcia really shined in this um i thought the finish was sloppy because i saw jericho hit garcia with the title belt but from where the angle with which Aubrey was at i kind of felt like okay she could have saw that you can clearly see the guy just falling over nobody's just gonna fall over for no goddamn reason like these referees
2: are blind
1: some of them are just dumb they put them in the dumbest situations if you're going to do something where someone's going to hit with a title belt rather than have them check at least have a distraction where the ref can look somewhere else and it's not blatantly obvious because if I'm staring down at somebody's head and I see somebody suddenly fall over I know that person didn't get sleepy some fuckery went down some of this shit is just not believable, and that finish wasn't believable. But I enjoyed everything else, aside from you know Sammy G, because everyone's sick of Sammy G, literally fucking everyone. So Sammy was the he was the fly in the soup, basically. You know, he is just I should oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that: the Spanish fly in the soup, and once we got through that shit we were able to see some great wrestling from Jericho and Danielson and Garcia Garcia really got to shine and then Sammy covers him 1, 2, 3 and ends the match and Jericho says to Garcia as he looks upset that he had to cheat but then quickly leaves the ring to celebrate with the JAS as we go off the air so it was was a main event but I didn't feel like it needed to close the show I still felt MJF and Wheeler useless would have did a better job
2: Okay, I agree, Uh, I enjoy it really that much, so it's like okay, this is boring to shake. Get this shit along with okay, just continue. Let's talk, Okay, dokie, yay, on. Well, oh, that's it. <laughs> no,
1: there is no moving on. The only place we're moving on to is the
2: end credits.
1: Yes, we're we're moving on to the wrap up, and then and then Zach is gonna go drink himself to sleep, and then I'm going to edit this fucking show.
2: I already told you, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm gonna oh. eat. I'm gonna take a hot bath and watch Game of Thrones and go to sleep. All right. Okay. Sorry, I I didn't hear that part. But anyway, uh. Well, now you know, and that was a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong
1: show. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that'll, re- that'll uh, wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, Doc, as always, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and uh look forward to seeing you on the next
2: one. Absolutely. All right.
1: Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor.
2: Spotify.
1: Spotify. Google Podcast.
2: Podcast.
1: And iHeartRadio.
2: iHeartRadio.
1: Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, Be sure to be on the lookout for the next episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. Uh, We're supposed to be recording that this week with the Wends as we're going to be giving our predictions for WWE Extreme Rules set to take place this Saturday on the Peacock. So make sure you guys uh, hey. check out our predictions so you can find out if I will once again be the prediction champion. So
2: Please do, because if he wins, I'm never going you hear the end of it. I don't like him. I know you don't. I know you don't. Yeah, Unless uh, if you hear this, fuck you. I'll be a weirdo, you bald-looking motherfucker, you.
1: That's another story for another podcast. Um,
2: but yeah, so we'll be
1: on the lookout for that. That'll be on the podcast. Facebook page. Also, uh, we have the uh, link up there for the uh, Pizza Baby merch that I talked about about on the last episode go to storefrontier.com slash product pizza baby get your pizza baby merch t-shirts for the adults t-shirts for the kids hoodie sweatshirt tank top baby onesie that's right, you get a pizza baby onesie for your pizza baby. Check it out. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our video content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Right now, currently, we have The Double Life of Chris Canyon is currently available to watch on The BoochCast YouTube channel. And over the course of the next few Thursdays. You'll be able to check out Blood and Wire Onita's FMW that comes out next week. We've got uh, Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam Johnny K9 the week after. We have The Many Faces of Luna Vashon after that. And Extreme and Obscene Rob Black's XPW will come out after that. And all that's left after that is the steroid trials. I'll let you know as soon as I can find time with Gator to film and edit the motherfucker. But those other videos
2: <laughs>
1: those other videos that I, that I mentioned are going to to be there. Canyon's out right now. Everything from Blood and Wider to XPW will be coming out in the next few weeks, and then we'll have the steroid trials ready for you. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for... WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're getting together for the Survivor Series at 8 p.m. Survivor Series, for the first time ever, will feature War Games. So you definitely want to check out the show with us and still trying to figure out all the other details a lot of stuff we need to hammer out but once we hammer it out we will let you guys know also we have our live d d show coming soon the Boochcast booking battle and another special treat that we'll be bringing to the show once all the kinks are worked out and I am working out the final kinks as we speak also you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at the first level is 99 cents per month $1 per month this is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game that can help us out a great deal we have our second level which is $4.99 $5 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription i know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we get better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere 9 all right. $10. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that nine ninety nine. So to that nine ninety nine, bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. The option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe that it's going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over at all it's all said and done we use the rest to give um you know zachariah scott his uh ramen noodles uh so he can you know remember what it's like to have a, a hearty meal and try to get him laid so he'll remember what it's like to feel the touch of a beautiful woman although at this point <laughs> although at this point she could be fugly we're not picky at this point point. and until next time this is Vinny Bucci, aka the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booge cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, Peace pizza, baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. 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 So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. and you Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. you, vieux. A la
0: prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.